Scripture. Acts 22, verses 27 and 28. Amen. They'll have it up for you, I believe, on the screen. Acts 22, 27 and 28 says this. By the way, it's good to have Rick and Dixie and their friends today also from the over here at St. Joe Camp. All right. Praise God. Good to have you all. Verse 27, then the chief captain came and said to him, tell me, are you a Roman? And he said, yes. And the chief captain answered, with a great sum obtained I this freedom. And Paul said, but I was free born. With a great sum Obtained I this freedom, or at a great cost, obtained I this freedom. And Paul said, but I was free born. I want to talk to you this morning for a few moments on the cost of freedom. Let's pray. Father, thank you today for your presence, for the Holy Spirit here in this service today, for the time of worship that we've had for the Spirit of the Lord that is blessed and moved and worked in our lives today. We're so thankful today for all those who have come to worship you in spirit and in truth. Help me today, anoint me, give me the ability, Lord, by your Spirit to teach and to minister your Word. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. I want to begin by saying today, I thank God for freedom. How many are glad for freedom today? Amen. I'm so glad, so glad to be a citizen in and to be living in the land of the free and the home of the brave. I'm glad today to be a part of the greatest nation on the face of the earth. Amen. How many can say amen to that? I'm, I'm glad that I am an American today. I'm, a, I'm an American, and I am a patriot, and I'm glad to be a part of this great nation in which we live. And we are in the land of the free and the home of the brave. But as someone said one time, and I read this just this past week, that we are in the land of the free because of the brave. We are free today in this nation because someone paid a great price and bought that right for us to enjoy and to have the freedom that we have today. I love the song that Lee Greenwood wrote and sang so many, many years ago. As I believe it was probably back in the 80s that he wrote that song. It's quite an old song, and everybody is very familiar with it. President Trump would play it at the beginning of all of his rallies. But that song says, and I'm proud to be an American, or at least I know I'm free and I won't forget the men who died who gave that right to me. And I'd gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Because there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. And I say that today. God bless 
the United States of America and bless this nation one more time. But you know what? Freedom and independence are costly. There's a price that has to be paid. And this price or this country didn't start out as a nation of free men. But this nation began as a subject, as, 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 as a nation of subjects bound under the tyranny of an unfair English king. And through a bitter struggle, our forefathers broke those chains of bondage in the American Revolution. Our freedom that we have today was purchased in blood on the battlefields of Bunker Hill and Yorktown and in the numbing cold of Valley Forge. And then less than 30 years after that revolution in 1812, there was another war when again the British crown attempted to place those chains of tyranny upon us one more time only to be defeated. Then in 1846, again we found ourselves defending our right to be free when the, uh, the, the Mexican army attacked U.S. troops along the Rio Grande in southwest Texas. And General Winfield Scott led our troops into the capital of Mexico and ended the fighting, but only after more than 1,000 men had paid the price for our freedom. In 1914, freedom's price was challenged again by Kaiser Wilhelm of Germany. And again, the high price of freedom was guaranteed in the trenches of the Argonne Forest and the western front of Belgium during World War I. And then 24 years later, after the war to end all wars was ended, another war began when on December 7th, 1941, the Japanese surprise attack at Pearl Harbor took the lives of over 2,000 of our soldiers and sailors, plunging our nation once again into a cauldron of blood. Freedom's price was heavy indeed as America's fighting men died by the thousands on the little, little islands like Iwo Jima and Tarawa, Guadalcanal, and on the beaches of Normandy, France in World War II. Countless battles in fields, in jungles, all around this world are forever stained with the blood of those who gave their life's blood as the price of our freedom. In 1950 through 1953, the blood of nearly 40,000 Americans was spilled again at the frozen chosen reservoir. Incon and Pusan, when the communists of North Korea and China tried to destroy again the freedoms of mankind. Battles fought on foreign soil, but nevertheless they kept our land free. And then in the rice paddies of the Mekong Delta at Kisan and in the Tet Offensive and many more places in a land called Vietnam, 58,000 men died and blood was shed in the longest war of this country's history for the freedom that we all are enjoying here today. It was on sand dunes in Kuwait, the streets of Baghdad, in the mountains of Afghanistan, the battle 
for freedom flared again and more American soldiers died for our freedom. And today I want to say to all of those soldiers, past and present, and to all who will come in the future, whose blood will pay the price for the freedom of America, I say thank you. To all of those who have served, to all of those who have fought so that we can have the greatest nation on the face of this earth, we honor you today and thank you for the freedom that your sacrifice has paid for. And I honor your service today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's stand and let's give them a hand. All of those who have served, all of those who have paid the price so that we can have this free nation that we have today. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. We are are celebrating freedom today. But you know what? There's a greater freedom that I give thanks for today. There's a greater freedom. Because there was a price that was paid in blood over 2,000 years ago. It was the most precious sacrifice that this world will ever know. And that was the day when my Lord Jesus Christ died for me and died for you on the cross of Calvary. Jesus paid the price with his blood for me. And I am free to be his child today because of the sacrifice that he made on Calvary's cross. I am free today to serve the Lord, free to praise him, free to love him, and free to come and worship him today. I am free to live with him forever. It's the song that Bill Gaither wrote a few years back said I'm free from the fear of tomorrow I'm free from the guilt of my past oh I've traded my shackles for a glorious song I am free praise the Lord free at last now I want to tell you something this morning ladies and gentlemen that freedom that we enjoy as children of God today as Christians today came at a very high price No freedom comes without the shedding of blood. And that is especially true when it comes to the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus our Lord. In the text that I read to you this morning here in Acts chapter 22, Paul is in custody of the Roman guard. And he is requested to be taken to Rome to appear there before Caesar. And Paul and the chief captain had something to say. They had a conversation about their freedom. They were, they were talking about um, scourging Paul and whipping Paul. And he said, well, you, you wouldn't do that to a Roman citizen, would you? And uh, they said, are you a Roman citizen? And he said, yes, I am. And they had a conversation there. 
about their freedom. And that chief captain that was uh, had Paul incarcerated, he said to Paul, he said, well, you know, with a great sum, I obtained this freedom. But Paul answered him and said, yeah, but I was freeborn. That captain of the Roman guard understood that there was a price of freedom. And he had paid a great amount of money to buy his own freedom. He was either born in, uh, uh, in, in a family of slaves and was born to another nation, maybe perhaps besides Rome. Possibly he was a Greek and had some other nationality. But whatever the reason, he had given a lot of money to pay for his freedom and to become a Roman citizen. But Paul said something quite different than what this, um, what this centurion said. He said that he was born free. See, as a citizen of the city of Tarsus, Paul was born in a city that had been given freedom and declared a Roman city before Paul was ever born. So anyone that was born there was considered to be a free Roman citizen and had all of the rights and all of the privilege of that citizenship of Rome. So Paul was born free in the city of Tarsus. But there was uh, another freedom and there was a freedom that he had in another way because not only was he free born in the city of Tarsus as a Roman citizen but he had been born free he had been born again by the spirit of God see ladies and gentlemen I want you to know something today that there is no greater freedom that can be found than the freedom that is found in being born again into the family of God. I'm grateful today for the freedom that I have as an American citizen. I wouldn't want to live in any other country or nation on the face of this, this, this earth. I'm thankful today that I was born in, in America and that I enjoy the privileges of the citizenship that I have in this country. But you know what? There's another freedom that I enjoy today that is so much better than being a citizen of America. I'm glad that I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm glad that I am a member of the family of God. That I have that second birth. I've not just been born once. You know if you're born once you die twice. But if you're born twice you only die once. I'm glad to say today I have been born again by the spirit of the living God. That that birth into, into the family family of God has given me freedom. I can say, as the Apostle Paul said on that day, that I'm not just born in a nation or in a city that's given me freedom, but I've been born from above. I've been born of God and have freedom, hallelujah, that you can only know through knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the freedoms that we have in in this world can be taken away. There are people today that are in jails, that are in prison, that have lost their freedom, and they understand and they know that freedom is a very valuable thing. But the freedom that we have today, ladies and gentlemen, in Jesus Christ can never be taken away because it is a spiritual freedom. The body can be imprisoned, but your spirit, no matter where they put your body, you can 
lose the, your freedom in this earth. But I'm telling what, you what, that, that your spirit can soar in the heavenly places in God. And you as a born again believer can still soar into the heavenlies and worship God and praise him no matter where you are. We found out that old John, the beloved on that Isle of Patmos, was taken there and banished there by Domitian for preaching the word of God. You know what? They took John's freedom away from him, his natural freedom. But on that Isle of Patmos, the Bible said that he was there in the spirit on the Lord's day. They couldn't take his spiritual freedom away from him. They took Paul and Silas and locked them up in a, in a Philippian jailhouse. But you know what? They took their natural freedom away, but they could not take their spiritual freedom away because right there in the middle of that prison house at midnight, Paul and Silas sang praises to the Lord and lifted up and magnified the Lord Jesus Christ and praised him anyhow. And I want you to know they could still shout the victory. They were still free to give praise even in the worst situation of their life. I'm glad that I'm free today. I've been born again, born of the Spirit of God. The only freedom and only freedom that, that, really, um, that really matters today is are you free in Christ? And only Jesus can give real, true, total freedom. Amen? He's the only one. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 32, that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And then in verse 36 of that chapter, he said, If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. You know, if you would ask people walking the streets today whether they are free, are you free? They'd, most everybody would say, yeah, I'm free. I'm free to do what I want to do. I'm free to live the way I want to live. But are they really free? See, we may live in a society and be given the right of freedom by the Constitution. We may be protected from outside attacks of other nations. But ladies and gentlemen, we are not never really free if we don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me? See, within every human being, there is a nature that chases after sin and the bondage of sin. There is a nature in every human being, a fallen nature that rebels against God. And that rebellion against God is a, brings an awful bondage of darkness. It places when, when a, person's, a person is in rebellion against God, it places them under the condemnation of the law of God and sentences them to eternal punishment. See, we are free today. Everybody is free to live their own life. They're free to live in sin or commit sin if they so desire. They're free to yield to that, that fallen sinful nature and be under the control of that if they want to. But 
you know what? Our sin then, if we choose to follow that life of sin, that sin will then determine our destiny. And once we allow sin to determine our destiny, destiny, then all of our freedom is gone. And I want you to know something today. There's a devil out there. There's a, there is a devil and Satan does not allow you and does not want to allow anyone to have total and complete freedom. He is a thief. He is a robber. And Satan has come to do what? He's come to steal. He's come to kill. He's come to destroy your joy, your life, and your ability to pursue happiness. He'll take your home. He'll take your job. He'll take your family. And he'll eventually take you your soul and leave you bound and afflicted every time if you will allow him to do that. He doesn't give you a choice of what you will do next. Satan is a, is a hard, a hard master. He's a hard taskmaster. And he takes the ability of individuals to choose, takes that ability away and leaves them only with one course to follow. And when we are, we are in that place, we're powerless within ourselves to get away from the grip of the enemy and to change our own heart. We become slaves to our own desires. Now I want you to know this morning that many claim no one controls their lives, but if they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, they are blind to the fact that they are under the control of the powers of darkness. You will be a slave to someone or you will be a slave to something and you have to make that choice. Whether I'm going to be a slave to sin or am I going to be a slave to the Lord Jesus Christ and everyone has to make that choice those that don't know Jesus are in bondage the Bible says that but once they come to Jesus and are born again by the Spirit of God that bondage breaks they lose that old taskmaster of sin and Satan and Jesus gives them true freedom and the freedom I'm talking about today is not freedom to live any way you want to but it's the freedom to be free from sin to be free from the powers of darkness and freedom to live a godly righteous holy life in Jesus Christ can I get an amen today that's the freedom that I'm talking about today amen we have the choice to surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ and to give him control of our lives or be controlled about sin and Satan and you will either be a slave of Satan or you will be a slave of righteousness. Everybody is a servant or a slave. The word servant, as used in that context, means a slave. And everybody is enslaved to a master, whether they know that or not. Those who don't know Jesus Christ are enslaved and in bondage to the sin nature, to the spirit of disobedience, and which drives them to do what they do. Sinners live in sin because that's their nature. Amen? Are you with me? They do what their nature tells them to do. And everybody is born with that fallen, Adamic, sinful nature. 
Those little innocent babies that are so precious and so sweet and so cute. Amen. They have that Adamic nature. Thank God they are protected and they are covered and they are innocent by the blood of Jesus Christ while they're little. But when they come to that place and that age of accountability, when every one of us comes to that place that we realize and recognize that we're a sinner and that we need a Savior, that's the time we have to change masters. All right? Is is that right? Amen? You'll either be a slave of Satan or you'll be a slave of righteousness. There are only two options. And only those who have come to Jesus Christ and made him their Lord and Savior have been freed from that bondage and slavery of sin and become children of Almighty God, have his Spirit of God living on the inside of us, been given the divine nature of the Lord, been made the righteousness of God in Christ. And once you get born again and freed from that slavery of sin, praise God, now you have Jesus living on the inside of you that enables you now to walk a different walk and to talk a different talk and to live a different life. Can somebody say amen? People say, well, I can't live that life, Brother Rick. Nobody can. And God's not asking any of us to live that life of holiness within ourselves. But he said, once you make me the Lord of your life, I'll free you from that bondage of that sinful nature. I'll free you from that dominion and control of that sinful nature. And I will put my spirit in you. And I will live in you. And I will walk in you. And I will lead you and guide you every day of your life. Oh, thank God today I'm free. I'm born from above. How many are born again today? And you can say I'm free by the power of the new birth in Jesus Christ. Woo! Hallelujah. Romans, Paul said in Romans 6, Know ye not that to whom you yield yourself servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked. But God be thanked that you were, past tense, the servants of sin. But you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine delivered you, which is the finished work of Christ. Being then, listen to it, once you receive that doctrine of freedom in Christ, of what Christ did at Calvary, and accepted Him as your Lord and Savior, and you've received that doctrine and obeyed that doctrine, Then being made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. But now, he said, being made free. He talked about what was, but he talked about what is now. And now we've been made free from sin and become servants to God. And you have your fruit unto holiness. And the end is what? Ever 
everlasting life. Ladies and gentlemen, that is something to shout about today that we have been born from above and Jesus said the truth will make you free. Jesus said if the Son shall make you free you shall be free indeed. You shall be free truly and certainly and absolutely and unquestionably freed by the power of Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, that is an uncommon, absolute, total freedom. When he said you'll be free indeed. See, there's a lot of people that are citizens of, of America that live in a free nation that are free because of where they live. But they are not free indeed. They are not free completely and totally. They do not have the absolute freedom that only comes through knowing Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something today. That the blood of Jesus will break the yoke of sin that hangs about your neck. Oh, the blood of Jesus will break the chains of oppression that bind us. The blood of Jesus washes away every sin and cleanses away every stain that is on an individual's heart and life. When you come to Jesus Christ, He cleanses, He washes. The blood of Jesus Christ will break every power of hell that binds us when we come to know Jesus. Jesus and we come to know who he is and we come to know him as the truth the life and the way ladies and gentlemen that is when we really learn what freedom really is and what freedom really means come on amen when Jesus makes you free you are free indeed when you come to know him he sets you free I love that old song we sang many years ago once like a bird in prison I dwelt. No freedom from my sorrow I felt. But Jesus came and he listened to me. And glory to God, he set me free. Come on, amen. Are you glad he set me free? He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound, my Jesus to see. For glory to God. He set me free. Thank God for the price that was paid at the cross that I'm free born today because Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice on Calvary and died for my sin. Woo, hallelujah. That is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Satan takes you deeper and farther than you want to go. Satan will keep you longer than what you want to stay. But Jesus wants you to be free from all sin and all bondage. And he provides for you and for me that true freedom. That freedom can only be experienced through his saving grace. A freedom that can give you and I liberty, a greater liberty than what the law or the constitution of man can give. It's a freedom that no one 
can take away, that no law can stop and no power on earth or power in hell can destroy, that's being free indeed through Jesus Christ. And see, tomorrow is Independence Day for our nation. But you know what? The day that you met Jesus Christ is your real, true Independence Day. How many of y'all that are saved today can remember the day that you met Jesus as a, as a personal Savior and He granted you that freedom and independence and set you free from the powers of darkness? Amen. That, that Sunday morning when I walked that aisle that Sunday morning and gave my heart and life to Jesus, Brother Bill, the desires of my heart changed. I was bound by the powers of darkness. I mean, I couldn't help but do the things that the, that the world was doing. Sin and the sin nature in me drove me to fulfill the lusts of the flesh and the desires of the flesh. And I had no control over those things. Oh, there was many times that I said, well, I'm going to quit this, and I'm going to quit that, and I'm going to turn over a new leaf. How many has ever heard people say that? I'm going to change my lifestyle and turn over a new leaf or make a new, new Year's resolution. But all of those resolutions and all those, all those promises, and all those turning over new leaves. You know what happened? I'd wind up failing again because there was a, a nature of sin that was driving me. I wasn't under the control of myself. Amen? But there was a nature in me that was controlled by Satan and by demon spirits that were driving me to do what I, what I, what I, what I was doing. And there was only one way. I was like Paul, you know, in Romans 7 when he said, Oh, wretched man that I am who shall deliver me from the body of this death but I thank God through Jesus Christ I found the answer I found the freedom I found the deliverance and now therefore there is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. If you're glad that you're free, you ought to raise your hands and give God a shout of praise. I'm glad that he has set me free. My freedom was bought and purchased with a great price. Oh, I hope everybody here today is born free. I hope everybody here today is born again as Paul spoke of in the Word of God because that freedom is such a valuable thing. Let me tell you something. Don't allow. If you're saved today, if you're born again by the Spirit of God, if you're a child of God, the devil is not going to stop. Huh? He'll do everything he can to steal that freedom from you and put you back or bring you back under that bondage of sin. So why Paul said in Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, stand fast. He said to that church at Galatia, stand fast therefore in the liberty 
wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again in the yoke or with the yoke of bondage. There's a danger of people who have been set free going back and being entangled again in the same yoke of bondage that Jesus set them free from. We've got to stand fast in our liberty. We've got to take a strong hold on the liberty that we have in Christ and not allow the enemy in any way to bring us back under that yoke of bondage. That's why you don't even mess with sin. You don't even get, you know, sometimes people want to know, well, how, how can I do, how close can I live to the world or what can I actually do that's still okay? Okay. And people ask me questions sometimes. Well, is there anything wrong with doing this? Anything wrong with doing that? And usually, if you have to ask, there's something wrong with it. Are you hearing me? Amen. I'm not putting you under legalism or under bondage, but I'm telling you when you get saved, the Lord frees you from that past life of sin. But if you go to dabbling around and playing around again in the areas where you were before, that's why I tell people that get saved and, and, and had a problem with alcohol and God has set them free and delivered them from that bondage, don't go messing around down at the club and down at the shindig and down at the party and hanging around around with that bunch. Amen. Because you're putting yourself back in that place where the temptation is there to go back under that yoke of bondage. Come on somebody. Amen. Somebody that's been saved and delivered out of a drug, out of the drug scene and a drug lifestyle. You can't hang around with those folks that are still doing drugs and say I'm just going to be a friend with them but I'm not going to have any part of the drugs. You can't hang around with that. You're, you're jeopardizing your liberty that you have in Christ Jesus and the devil will draw you back in if you're not careful and you'll be entangled again with the same yoke of bondage that Jesus set you free from. My God, the price on the cross is a finished work. Hallelujah. And there's power enough in the blood to set you free and keep you free. But you've got to keep your faith anchored in Jesus and stand in the liberty wherewith he has made you free. Are you hearing me? Give the Lord a praise. Oh, there's victory in the finished work of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, just like America today slowly is losing the freedoms that men have and women have bled and died for. We are slowly seeing our freedoms eroding away. Bothers me. Hurts me. Are you hearing me? Right now, there's a war going on in this nation. Well, Brother Rick, no, we're at peace right now. No, there's a war that's going on in America within the very borders, our very own borders. And that war that's raging today 
is a war against those forces who would attempt to steal our liberties and our freedoms. I mean, he's listening to me. America, as much as I love this nation, as much as patriotic as I am, I still get a lump in my throat when the, the national anthem is played. Whether I'm at a ball game or where I am, and I remove my cap and put it over my heart, and they begin to play the national anthem, and I stand there and look at that flag, and sometimes tears will come to my eyes, and a lump comes to my throat because I'm proud to be an American today and to be a part of this great nation. And I thank God... I thank God for what He has done and how He has blessed the United States of America. And God has blessed this nation. And this nation is not great because of certain politicians or, or, or whatever the case may be. And I thank God that we are a republic and that we have a democracy. That's all wonderful. But America is great. Not necessarily because of all those things, but America is great. And if America remains great, it is because... God has made this nation great and it will be because God continues to keep his hand upon us and bless us along the way. If we come to that place as a nation where God lifts his hand, where the hedge comes down and the, the enemy has his way, this will not be, and I, and I see things going in that direction, this will not be the America that I grew up in, that you grew up in. And I want this to be a great nation should the Lord Terry for my grandchildren that are coming up. I want them to know what it is to live in a nation that I've lived in for 66 years and that I've learned to love so much and that it's been so good to me. Can I get an amen today? But we today are at our weakest point. I'm trying to hurry. I'm almost done. Because far too many Americans have become disenchanted with the greatest country on the planet. And they want to do a reset. They want cancel culture wants to cancel you and me and everything that is godly and everything that is biblical and everything that has to do with the word of God and the church they want to cancel us out and reset everything and change this nation for what it has always been. If they had their way, they would probably, I, I'm going to say this. Somebody said, well, you don't know it's true. But if the people that are in authority today had their way and could do it, they'd throw the Constitution of the United States in, in they'd throw it in the fireplace and burn it up and say, forget it. They've already said abolish the Supreme Court. They're already cussing and, and blaspheming this nation. We are living in perilous, dangerous times, ladies and gentlemen. And there is an all-out war going on right within the borders of the United States of America today. Amen? Hallelujah. People have become uh, disenchanted with America and we must not lose this war. We must stand up as a church. We must stand up as Christians because if we do not, we are in danger of losing our freedoms forever. And history proves that once freedom is lost, it is never recovered. And that is what the socialist 
regime that is in Washington, D.C. today is hoping to accomplish. But I'm going to tell you there's a greater freedom at stake, and that's the freedom of your soul. And we must be on guard. And we must arm ourselves with the Word of God. And we must arm ourselves with the power of the Holy Spirit and keep a watchful eye over our souls. We must cherish the freedoms that we as citizens of the United States have. We must cherish the liberty that has been paid in the blood and by the blood that was shed on the battlefield. And we must do that and stand up and fight for that. But we must also cherish most of all the freedom that Jesus Christ has bought for us with His precious blood and never allow that freedom to be taken away from us. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. They may one day, if the Lord tarries, put a padlock on this door. I don't know. I pray it never comes to that. But whatever the case, they can't take away my freedom in Christ. I'll still preach His Word. I'll still praise His name. I'll still pray to Him. I'll still worship Him. Amen? Because I'm free. I'm free. Thank God I'm free by the precious blood of Jesus and my freedom and your freedom has come at a great, great cost. Amen? By the precious blood of Jesus Christ, we are free. We are free indeed. Amen? Give the Lord a praise. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Worship team, make your way back. Father, we want to thank you today for your presence here. I'm asking you just to take what was said today and apply it to our hearts and to our lives. Oh, help us to realize today, Lord, what is at stake in our nation. Help us to realize what is at stake as far as our own lives are concerned and our freedoms today in Christ. And I pray today, Lord for the Spirit of God to move in each one of our hearts and our lives today. Lord, I pray for this church, for this church that you will make every one of us strong believers, strong in the Lord, strong in the power of your might. Clothe every one of us with that full armor of God that we will take our stand today. Oh, that we will take our stand for what is right and what is godly and what is holy. Hallelujah. That we will proclaim this word as we never have before. God, we pray today for America. We're asking for your mercy that you would again shed your grace upon this nation. Lord, we need you to heal our land. We need your mercy. We need another spiritual awakening, God, to take place in America. You said in your word that if your people, your people, your church would humble themselves and would pray and seek your face and we would turn from our wicked ways, that you would forgive our sin and that you would heal our land. Lord, we need a healing of our land today. We know that you are coming soon. We know that. There are many today, Lord, that are not ready 
for the coming of the Lord. There are many today, Lord, that have not placed total faith in your finished work in Christ in the cross. Oh, today I pray, Lord, that if there be anyone in this service that doesn't know Jesus Christ, that doesn't know the forgiveness of sin, that doesn't know the freedom from the powers of darkness and the power of sin, Lord, that you would bring them to you today, that they'd make that confession of faith in Christ, be forgiven and set free from the powers of darkness. Oh, in whom the Son has made free is free indeed. And where you are and where your spirit is, there's total and complete liberty through Jesus Christ. Have your way, Lord, in this altar service today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. With your heads bowed today, your eyes closed. How many is glad to be a part of the family of God today? Just lift your hand and wave it. Yes, I'm so glad I'm a part of God's family and His kingdom. But you know, if you're here this morning and you've never been, you've never been saved or you've maybe drifted from the Lord and you're not where you need to be with Jesus, oh, you need, you need to come to Him today and let Him have His way and forgive your sin, cleanse your life and set you free from every stronghold and bondage of the enemy. And I'm going to ask today while our heads are bowed if there's one here this morning, if there's anyone here, there may be more than one that would say, Pastor Rick, pray for me. I need Jesus to forgive me of my sins. Anybody at all, would you just slip your hand up? I won't embarrass you in any way, but I will pray for you. Anyone at all? There's a hand there. Another one anywhere? Yes, another one. Oh, hallelujah. Pray for me, Pastor. I want to make sure that I'm ready to go to heaven, that my sins are gone. I want to be freed from my sin today. Anyone else? Can I see another hand? Anyone else? Oh, hallelujah. But listen, maybe you're here today and you say, I am a Christian. I'm saved, but I'm struggling with some kind of a bondage in my life. I'm struggling with, a, with some kind of a sin that I just can't seem to get victory over. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Jesus has made provision for you to be totally set free. Could I see your hand if you say, pray for me, Pastor Rick. I need victory in some areas of my life, of bondages in my life. Anyone else back here? Thank you. God bless you. Anybody else? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Would you stand with me this morning? Hallelujah. Our worship team is going to sing and As they do, I'm giving the invitation for those who need the Lord to come. Let me pray with you today. If you've got a besetting sin, something you need freedom from in your life, amen, an oppression of the enemy, come and let us pray with you. Believe God with you today. Jesus will set you free. Those that raise your hand, if you would, please just come forward and let me pray. This church pray with you, and I'll pray with you today. God bless you. Worship the Lord.